Warning, you're about to access explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Here we are hurtling through the cosmic expanse and back on Earth, they're probably counting down to a brand new year. It's amusing to me how time seems to mean so little when you're hopping between dimensions. What's well, a new year when every minute feels like a light year? <laughs> you said it, Joba. While they're popping champagne, we're charting courses through the blue Waffling Nebula to catch the Meteorworks show. I mean, who needs a ball drop when you can witness celestial fireworks that make Earth pyrotechnics look like sparklers? Indeed. The concept of a new year is a fascinating Earth tradition. However, our journey through the antimatter minute dimension transcends such temporal constraints. Speaking of which, we have successfully navigated yet another orbit around the galactic core since our triumphant return. What would you guys like to commemorate from this remarkable year, Jova and Ridley? <laughs> well, guys, we've had some stellar moments, crazy headlines, wild banter, and geeky discussions that make even the Hitchhiker's Guide jealous. Nothing is what it seems in the Antimatter Minute, but I'll tell you this. I wouldn't want to be passing out at the helm of a starship near the epicenter of a black hole with just any old ragtag crew of space cowboys. It just wouldn't be the same without you guys. Yes, even you, cyberfuck. And I have a feeling the coming year will be even more absurdly entertaining. Well, as much as I'd like to know when the hell you were asleep at the helm of our ship at, on the brink of oblivion, I'm not going to go there. Cheers to many more adventures on this rust bucket. Should we, like, uh, dump some beer glasses on the side of the ship like they did in First Contact? No. Okay, fair enough. Okay, stop. Time for the news. Welcome back to Mitch and Hoppers. I'm Joba, throw that confetti fet. And I'm Ripley, let's celebrate Scott. And you're listening to the best podcast of any streaming platform, twice voted most skilled voice actors by Forbes magazine. What? That's not... Won three Grammy nominations for most enjoyable and more far-reaching than Rogan. I don't think that's a thing. And twice as funny as Dan Cummins. Okay. Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind. All right, guys. You know the drill. Here on this new year of 2024, we are going to head right into the hyperspace headlines. It's time for the Hyperspace Headlines. So, taking it away, I'm going to let Ripley do his thing, and then I will go into whatever I have chosen for you, special people. So you will be number two? I will be number two, just the way I like it. I like to watch. So, can I say that out loud? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. All right, well, it is a New Year's-themed show, so why don't we do a New Year's-themed article? Yeah, headline coming from APnews.com, the very trusted source. It is the Associated Press, after all. 
is uh, one, two, three and counting. Las Vegas weddings could hit record on New Year's Eve thanks to dates pattern. Oh, boy. Look at a bunch of number nerds getting married. Oh, my gosh. Here we All go. Right. Story coming to you from Las Vegas, as you may have guessed. For better or worse, a wave of couples saying, I do in Las Vegas on New Year's Eve could set a record for the city's, city's busiest wedding day ever. That's because 12-31-23 is known in the massive Las Vegas wedding industry as a specialty date. Thanks to the repeating 123-123 pattern. Fucking nerds. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, why is this a thing? Keep going. <laughs> the icing on the cake, this specialty date falls on a holiday famous for blowout celebrations. You know, I would just settle for a blow celebration at this point. You uh, took a, the only low-hanging fruit I had to make a joke. <laughs> Sorry. You took it. It's okay. Keep going. You, you got to be <laughs> you got to wake up early to beat this old bird. Uh oh, anyways, it's a double whammy, says Melody Willis-Williams. Of course, she has a hyphenated last name. President of Vegas Weddings. So ironic. That is very, Pre- very ironic. Yeah, yeah, just peddling weddings, but hyphenating last names. Anyways, maybe it was her <laughs> parents that did that. Um, yeah. Which blame, operates blame it, on, blame it on, the, on the prior generation. Yeah, you know, you can't blame her, but we're going to blame somebody, right? Anyways, uh, they operate multiple venues. Anytime you get these specialty dates, they're always hugely popular. But tie that in with New Year's Eve, and it's a showstopper. Nice Vegas pun there. Anyways, nice. yeah, that that was not me, by the way. That was her actual quote, for fuck's sakes. Anyways, the number to beat <laughs> on New Year's Eve is 4,492, the single-day record for marriages in Las Vegas set on July 7th, 2007. Fuck off. Seven, wow. seven Yeah, 777. Seven, seven. Jeez, fucking hell. Oh, my uh, God. The second most popular specialty wedding date on the record with the County's Marriage Bureau. 666. Uh, no, it, wrong. No, the second po- most popular specialty wedding date on the record with the County's Marriage Bureau is November 11th, 2011, which... 3,125 couples tied the knot. So 11, 11, 11. You fucking nerds. Typically, New Year's Eve has drawn somewhere between 450 to 550 couples to wed in Las Vegas since 2018. Um, Wowzers. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's enough of that. Good. If that's all that your wedding and your marriage has to go off of is that you want to have a specialty date... Yeah, that's uh, is that is that true love? Is does true love reside in in numerology? I'm not sure if it does. It it, it may be for a bunch of fucking bushwhacked booger oh. eaters. Hey, I've gone on some real winning dates lately, and I'm sure uh, numbers would probably be a little bit more exciting than what I had to deal with. So, oh man, that is wild. That is wild, Ripley. I will say, um, eleven eleven, make a wish. I'm sure you didn't want to hear that just now. Okay. Going in to uh, not not right now, but maybe after the episode. Okay, so going on to the second article, um, we got we got two two headlines to choose from coming up. We have uh, one coming from uh, CBS News. Other one is coming from a brand new source that we haven't used before called MediaTakeout.com. I'm going to let Ripley decide which one of these articles is more suitable for the episode. So, article number one. 
Alabama woman with rare double uterus gives birth to twin girls on two different days. <laughs> or coming I, at you, what, what, what's up? I, I almost picked that one as my other article. So, yes. Where you going? Yep. Okay. So, the other one from Media Takeout is OnlyFans model has candy cane accident on camera, broke inside her, rushed to hospital. Didn't know if you'd already heard about this one or not, because I have, I have not, but that one definitely has my attention. So the other woman, she has two wounds, whatever. It's a scientific anomaly. I understand that. <laughs> what I understand is in utero candy cane breakage. Could you That's imagine? Could you imagine the uh, the amount of like uh, ups and downs she has? Uh, the, the PMSing. Good God, I couldn't. Okay, sorry. That's all I have to say about that article. The, the, the pH is definitely way off, but you know what? She oh, yeah. smells fresh. Hey, that's true. That is very true. So this so, this woman. Question when, though, before we get into this article, yeah, you yeah. know, like when you were a kid and you. I hate to use this term, but suck on a, a candy cane, right? And try to make it into a point. Oh, I was going to say, no, I've never stuck a candy cane in my ass. Except for <laughs> one time. But, you know, like you, you try to get it like as sharp as possible. So you could like stab your sibling with it. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. think that oh, yeah. works like vaginally as well? Like it just like naturally just sharpens it. But anyways, let's let's move on. I mean, that is something that my brain is going to mull over as I sleep tonight, but I'm not quite sure about that, Ripley, but it's something definitely to chew on. And by chew on, I mean suck on like a candy cane. So what we got, this OnlyFans model, her name is Renee Erica, very, very poor choice of putting her actual name on here, a popular OnlyFans model known for her graphic videos, imagine that, is spending this Christmas Eve in the emergency room and media takeout has the scoop. So, uh, basically, the model found herself hospitalized after a mishap during a video shoot involving a giant candy cane. And if you Google her name and you pull her up, that is a fucking massive candy cane. <laughs> not going to lie right. to you. Right. Uh, I'm not going to do that. All right, what's, what's her name? I'm not doing that on my work computer, but I, I, well, I will. Her, her name is uh, Renee Erica. So... The model found herself hospitalized after, you know, the mishap. According to Erica, she was filming a holiday-themed video for her subscribers, aiming to add a festive touch to her content. Unfortunately, the oversized candy cane broke unexpectedly while inside her, resulting in injuries that necessitated immediate medical attention. The model asked her subscribers to call 911. Imagine that. Could you be if, – if I was literally on the floor with, like, my neck – like, if my throat was slit – the last thing I'd be doing is telling my subscribers to like call 911. My ass would be calling 911. That is just hilarious. Either <laughs> she's really, really dumb or really dedicated to the role. I, I don't know. I don't know which. But uh, unfortunately, the oversized candy cane broke uh, to the point where it, it was a little too much for her, obviously. Um, Renee was swiftly. Uh -huh. Renee was. She was swiftly transported to the hospital for treatment. While the model is in stable condition, the incident has sparked discussions about the potential risks and safety measures involved in the creation of adult content. She posted a picture showing the piece that donors removed for her body. I kid you not, this shit is like six inches long. She basically removed like like a third a third of my penis out of her. It's crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, everybody's on board with that, man. Yeah, I know, right? So it says, update, I'm okay and I've been rescued. Doctor said I've seen a lot of things, but I've never seen this before. God, that would be one lucky doctor. To just Could you imagine the doctor sitting in the emergency room just like, oh, I'm here on Christmas Eve, I fucking hate my life. <laughs> yes, Becky, I'll be home by 10 p.m. Yes, I went to the grocery, it's fine. Doctor, doctor, we have an emergency. There's a woman that claims... She has an issue. Okay, fucking send her in. I'm off in like five minutes. Doctor, doctor. Uh, Becky, I'm going to be a little late. I'm going to be a little late. Uh, by a little late, I mean I might see you tomorrow or maybe like next year. I'll see you next year. Uh, what can I do for you, miss? I just can't imagine. This is like the luckiest doctor in the world. She's in like red lingerie. Oh, my God. So hot. Renee has not yet given a statement about the incident, but fans and followers are expressing concern and wishing her speedy recovery. Obviously, this is like stating the events in sequence, so that's the update at that point. Then <laughs> it's it continues. Uh, the model hospital it says model hospitalizes giant candy cane, breaks inside of her. Continues, 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 and then it shows again her being totally fine, and then it shows a previous photo of her licking the candy cane before inserting into said area and i will say that is a massive candy cane that thing is yeah. like that's like miss like 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 mr scrooge used that to hop <laughs> hop along like hop around a little bit that it, is a it massive is, thing. So I, I did find it is this on media takeout is that where you're at mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right yep, yep. so I, I found the same article it is a big candy what i want to know is they don't actually say what orifice the candy cane went into yeah, because you got to imagine the kind of yeast infection you get if you stick a fucking minty, peppermint, slobbery. Could you imagine? Put I mean, I don't know how to – I've never stuck anything in my dick hole. I'm sure that would be hard. I've also never right. stuck anything in my ass. Right. Which, so is she, I don't does know. she have peppermint pee or peppermint poop? That's what I want to know. This, yeah. These are the hard-hitting questions that real journalists need to ask. God damn it. I mean, I mean, we're all stuck on, like, the border issue, you know, the all the crazy things going on in the world. But, like, for me, I'm like, just, you know, tell us the adverse effects of candy canes in, you know, our, our private part areas. I want to know that. That's more important to me. You know, if, if someone stands up on, on, you know, during the next election and can tell me where it's safe to put a candy cane, they've got my vote. That's all I'm saying, because that's the important stuff. That's what we're here for. That's what makes us America. That and about 60 pounds of uh, unsaturated fat. Yeah, it's good to say gelatinous fat, but yes, the, that definitely works. Yeah. All right, well done, Joe. Well done. That was a fantastic article, and now we've... Hopefully people understand that candy canes are for oral use only. That's right. That's right. So definitely and if you have candy cane on hand, I will offer support. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I, I was gonna jump to it before you did, and then you did, and now I, I can't I can't steal your thunder. So so what we got what we got up next is a brand new segment that Ripley and I have been talking about for a while, but we've never actually done. Uh my, my name is Elon Musk, and uh, you're listening to Celestial Small Talk. It's called Celestial Small Talk. And in this, 
we're basically going to just go completely off the cuff and unscripted, just banter back and forth with little to no talking points and just kind of discuss certain things. So we've got a few talking points to try and, uh, you know, hone things in, but that's pretty much it. We're just going to basically go off the seat of our pants, see what happens. And uh, that's going to basically be your 2023 recap episode. First things first. Which will still be better than your Spotify recap. Boom. Way better, way better, and probably more accurate because mine was bullshit. I don't know about you. That's very Spotify. So fuck off. Oh, dude. Well, I couldn't live without Spotify. I definitely play that. Or, uh, eh. I definitely pay that premium account for the Spotify. So definitely a sucker. That's me. But yeah, they were totally off on mine, and I'm sure they were off on a bunch of other people. So quite unfortunate. So if you listen to us on Spotify. You know, just keep your subscription because we love we love you. We love you <laughs> and we want you to keep listening to us. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a great year. We're super excited to be back. Uh, it was a little trying for both of us. We I, I needed something a little bit more uh, stimulating to look forward to each week as some tragedy is, you know, in my spectrum, which I won't get into. And Ripley had a lot of crazy stuff happen. He had kids and moved and all kinds of stuff. And now he's back and we are just excited to be here. Just like Blink-182 is excited to be throwing music your way. We're excited to be sliding podcasts your way at the same time. So slide into DMs. That is true. If you're a mom out there and you're looking for a space pirate, I hear Joba is always looking through applications. He doesn't, he doesn't mark every single one. You have to have at least like a C boob. If you don't have a C boob and you have like a D, if they're double Ds, you're definitely in the running. But if you don't have, if you have like Fs and stuff, that's your, that's, that's, that's in it murking into the, I don't really want that category. But if you, if you hone it in a little bit and it's more on the D side, uh, then you get an A from me, but a D from you. See how that works? Math. Okay. Wow. So, the more you know, kids, the more you know. The more you know, the more you know. <laughs> so what we've been up to uh, so far on the show. So we've had how many episodes now since we've been back? I think we're at 12. I think we've had 12 episodes, which blows my mind. I'm looking right now. We've got our reboot episode, the AI episode, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. This will be episode uh 14 because we've obviously had one prior to the or no this will be 13 the next one will be 14 yeah yes lucky number 13 ladies and gentlemen lucky number 13 yeehaw we're throwing caution to the wind we're just gonna see where this train takes Mm. us exactly exactly we're having fun doing it we're making time for it and we're making sure we don't burn out and just kind of having fun and making sure we record several episodes at a time so we can bring them to you in a weekly, timely manner. Want to shout out to some of our top listeners, which we've never done on this episode, which blo- or on this show, which is blowing my mind. We should be doing this the entire time. So it's our apologies to you guys, but Matt Ray, Bobby Wolfgang, and I won't say his full name, but GC. You three guys are awesome. We'd love to know if any females are listening to, to this. You know, to this we probably show. don't actually. We probably don't. 
We probably don't have any, and we definitely don't have anyone from Australia, which I'm pretty sure we all know. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that's a deep cut. <laughs> Harkening <laughs> back to when we had, it wasn't Iggy Stardust. Who was it that was on the show when we had that? It was our friend, but I can't say his name on, on the air. I don't want to, but you know who I'm talking about. Who's We were all talking about Australia, how we had really bad listenership from there. Mm-hmm. Um Anywho, I don't remember what his moniker was for the show. But <laughs> that said, I'm pretty sure those numbers probably haven't jumped up. They're probably still Ricky numbers. So, anywho. Maybe we'll get some of the Aborigine to listen to us. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Aborigines. And Aborigines. Playing the didgeridoo. Anywho. God, God bless America, we're going to hell. So, <laughs> some of our best moments on the show in general and some of our best episodes i will say the fact that we even brought back florida man part two goes to show that we were so excited about florida man part one and i think that was like our second episode was that our second episode of all time dude it was our it was it was number two right after the pilot it was number two so if anyone who has ever listened to our stuff has looked for the first one Please be aware that our uh, content has definitely evolved since then. And uh, forgive us in advance, because it's definitely not going to be what you heard in part two. So, anyway, I just heard yeah. that was a favorite, but I love that one. I think mine was our uh, our time travel bit, where mm. we're talking about going forward and back in time. That was... That was hilarious. I had so much fun doing that. I did too. And you know what's funny is how long we've been doing this since like 2019 and we've never done a – I mean, I don't think we did a specific time travel episode. I, I think I, I got really into those articles. Like I read them beforehand, like the different segments and like the things that were happening with that in, interdimensional phasing stuff. I got into it. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Um, so it was really fun to like – look into and research and it was definitely fun to do i can't believe we didn't do one prior to that because like i said we've had a ton of episodes that we i don't think we've touched on with time travel as being like the main thing so it is crazy it's crazy to think we've done this many uh we did have a three-year break thank you very much i know we've already said it but thank you for the patience if anyone is still listening that has listened to us previously uh we appreciate you big time um yeah yeah, i I re-released i don't know did you see that i re-released the uh christmas episode from last year or from our first year uh no but that's because i don't pay attention to anything ever so i i pretty much assumed that was the case but i did i re-released it and i i took out i added special effects to it so I added some effects to like you know the actual narrative when we're talking. And oh, I, so it's like George Lucas re-releasing Star Wars with uh, the <laughs> Christensen. Yes. yes, it's very much like that. But in this case, it's better, where he meant it to be better and it wasn't. So in this case, <laughs> it was a uh, more of a uh, knock out of the park. Um, I added our uh, or I added two new punk rock clips in the beginning and the end and i also like i said added the special effects but it was funny to hear from uh old maxwell fixitansky that i uh, hadn't heard from in a while 
You know, you remember him? You, you interviewed him in 2019 about that unfortunate interaction with Santa Claus, who just happened to be an alien. It was really, really sad. It's very sad. Some of the some of the quotes that, some of the quotes that you had had me rolling. Where you were like, uh, <laughs> you said at one point, I went on a tangent about like how much, or I'm sorry, not me, but Maxwell Fitzatansky went on a tangent about how much he loves his wife. And <laughs> when I finish it, I was like, yeah, but I should be uh, talking about, you know, <laughs> the stuff at hand. You're like, yeah, it's really hard to concentrate when you're just. What did you say? It was really funny. And I meant to tell you this a long time ago. You're like, <laughs> like it's, it's hard to, you know, make comments when you're barely paying attention at all. But uh, here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was it was so well done. It was so good. Uh, you know, I, I can recall the, the headspace I was in. And yep, that sounds that sounds exactly about right. That part made me laugh when I was editing. And then there was another part. There was the part where, um, cause I just re-edited this right before Christmas for us. Uh, there was a part where you, you're making fun of me and my accent. And then you tried to, do, <laughs> you tried to do the accent. And I was like, I'm a fucking guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And when I was editing it, if you're listening to that old episode, if you go back and listen, when I was in post-production and editing, I missed where to put the beep. <laughs> so it goes, I'm a guest on your beep motherfucking show. <laughs> so, so you clearly hear the entire cuss word <laughs> plus a, a brief beep right before it. So terrible, uh, terrible editing on my part, but you can only do so much uh, on the back end. There's just too much to do. Oh, man. So we've already thanked our listeners and we have gone over those few episodes. I'm trying to think of some other episodes. You know, all the episodes I remember are the ones when we very first started, like the thousand ways to die in space. That was fun. Um, all the times we had uh, Ziggy Stardust on. Was this Stardust? Was Ziggy's last name Stardust? I... Honestly, I can't remember what I ate for dinner, so I have no idea. <laughs> well, he was a great guest. Uh, he's been on a bunch of episodes. He wants to be on another one again. We got to make sure we make room for him. Um, anyhow, uh, for those of you who've been emailing and asking about the uh, Star Wars Sith Sense episodes, those are definitely on permanent suspension. So. You had at least five or six episodes that you could laugh at. So those those are pretty much gone. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Glad to see the emails. Um, they will probably not be coming back. But, but they love that, you so much. I know. Me love you long time. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there are lots of software ways that we can recreate that kind of thing in episode. And so... Ah, it's one of the, you, you may you may see him again, but uh, not anytime soon. So to answer that question, not anytime soon. But I will. So maybe there's a chance. There's, there's a chance. There there is a chance. There is indeed a chance. Um, we may do some more fun little things in the future. We do have a uh, a trailer coming down the, the pipeline that me and Ripley are going to do. 
Um, not quite sure when that's going to hit, but it should hit soon. It should replace the trailer we've had since 2019. Uh, but again, I got we got to write the script. We got to save the stuff. We got to make sure that like Spotify approves it. There's a lot of weird little moving parts that have to happen. So I think we've probably hammered out the past of our show enough. And yes, I, I, I agree. We've and there's so much shit that happened in 2023. I think we should uh, yeah, you know, just yes. on that. Yeah, so let's I agree. talk about the highlights, the lowlights. You know, movies, geekdom, comics, pop culture, aliens, everything in between. Yes. You know, what stood out uh, oh, on the year for you? Well, uh, what stood out to me was Eli. Uh, I said Eli. Elon. <laughs> Elon. Elon Musk just telling Disney to go get bent. That was fun. <laughs> um, loved that. Loved the insane amount of UAP disclosure we've gotten, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, um, <laughs> which I know you want to talk about, which I'm going to leave to you. The unfortunate fumbling of the ball that Disney has done with Marvel in regard to their movie stuff and how the uh, DCEU went out with a whimper. I didn't see Aquaman 2, but I can only imagine how bad it was based on the things that I read. And I didn't hear it was bad. I heard that it was lackluster. I would almost rather watch a movie like Batman and Robin that's so bad it's comical than watch a movie that tastes like a saltine cracker. You know? It does get an 80% audience score on Rotten Tomato and a 35% tomato meter rating, which is still better than uh, Rebel Moon, so... That's true, and that's another thing that happened was our favorite director ever who, <laughs> you know, pitted Martha. Martha! Your mom's name is Martha. Martha. My mom's Save name Martha. is Martha. Let's be best friends. Why are we fighting? Let's go make cookies. What did you say? Cookies! So... I mean, that guy. So there were all these YouTube people saying that he was going to be like, this new movie was going to be the next, you know, save it all, whatever kind of thing. And apparently it just went to shit. So it was called Rebel Moon. They made a part one, which was very overzealous, which Ripley alludes to in a later episode. <laughs> um, and uh, it did not do so hot. And honestly, I watched kind of the trailers i kind of watched the promotional stuff and i just didn't get into it since it looked like dune like dune and star wars had a weird fucked up love child but i just like you know what i mean like i have enough love children to deal with i've got like 14 kids on the side you guys don't even know the stuff i deal with this kind of stress that i'm under with like all 16 of these kids from all these beautiful mothers that just keep coming up to me constantly asking me for like you know, like my like specimen to like continue to procreate, and I'm like, guys, calm down. I've already had these mouths I have to feed, and these fans. I'm using to... the operative word in the earlier sentence, but go on. <laughs> Whatever, it's just too much for me to deal with, and I'm like, God, this. You know, sometimes it just it takes a toll. So, I mean, it's one of those things. I just ugh, I went on such a tangent. I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking yeah, about? You, you... I don't know. You completely lost me, really. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon. It sucks. Don't go see it. All right. Fair enough. Lesson Ugh. learned. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, really, we, unfortunately, I think we lived through the golden age of comic book movies, and we are now yeah. in the absolute shit stain of yeah. comic book movies. I mean, what was the last comic book movie you watched where you're like, that was fun. That was, you know, that was enjoyable, right? Like, God. It, uh, I, it's been, like, like, I mean, if I was going to be honest with you, it'd be like Chuck Polanski from Fight Club, but that's like <laughs> 1999. <laughs> no, that's not true. I have loved a lot. I've loved the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I, I loved everything pre, uh, pre-multiverse. Pre-multiverse, I'm a massive fan. You know, the Kang stuff, I thought had promise, and then the Ant-Man kind of, the Ant-Man stuff kind of ruined that for me with, like, just the quantum realm. I watched it, and it just, it, 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 honestly, it sounds like I'm, like, playing a trope, but, like, it minimized it to the point of it not being concerning to me, that they're in this little, like, tiny microscopic universe. Somehow, it diminished the cosmic scale that he was going to wreak havoc on a cosmic scale scale. I couldn't imagine it because I was so trying hard to imagine like ants. You know, does that make sense? Like that's yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, even I'm being, I'm not, I'm not, I don't yeah. know anything about It's so small. It's, it's literally beneath me. Yes. And that's, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm saying that's exactly, I think what my mind did. And I think that's why I didn't have this big grandiose, idea of Kang the Conqueror, which is sad because that was going to be the next big bad guy. And then of course he got in trouble and all that stuff. No, and now he's fired. Yeah. So it's very interesting. He gone. He gone. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Um I I, I don't know if they're gonna hire someone new, if they're gonna continue down the sit the same path they've started. It'll be it'll be definitely interesting to see. You know what would be fucking hilarious? They could do the funniest thing ever, right? Like, is bring in Terrence Howard to replace him. <laughs> yep. I the, lose original, the original roadie? Yes. Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, y'all bitches better give me like at least $15 million. No, we're going to give you $5 million. And, I said yeah. I want $15 million. Yeah, your name isn't Robert Downey or Jr., so go fuck yourself. We will <laughs> yeah. find something new. I think he had the same problem. I think that's Edward. That's what Edward Norton did. Didn't Edward yeah. Norton try to? Yeah. Same shit. He was like, guess what? Nobody liked the Hulk movie, Fuckface. <laughs> he was yeah, like, listen. He's like, haven't you ever seen Fight Club? I'm worth that money, man. Come I was on. in American History X. You Come see on. the shit I do? Bro, I will curb stomp your ass. Let's go. <laughs> Give me that Mulan, though. Come I got butt raped in prison <laughs> for a movie. It was a thing. <laughs> Haven't you oh, seen Primal Fear? Haven't you seen Primal Fear? I might be good. I might be bad. You don't know. Do you want to know? <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, funny. So my, yeah, the last comic book movie I think I actually enjoyed and didn't come out thinking yeah that, mm, that was, was uh, probably um uh the last spider-man one the uh so good it, homecoming oh no. no or or into the spider-verse spider-verse one no no what was it uh no way home no way home yeah yeah that, did you i thought did that you, one was good 
Did you watch any of the Into the Spider-Verse movies? Yeah, I watched the first, the animated ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it is just as good. And I'll be honest, man, I'm a harsh critic on like animated movies. And I know the first one got a lot of critical acclaim. Oh, you know, the art style, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't even care about that. I want a good story. You can have great art. You can have great animators. You can have great voice actors. I don't care about any of the talent involved. The only thing that I care about at the end of the day that matters, and the only thing that's going to last the test of time, is a story. If you don't have a good story, then you don't have anything. And that's how I feel about movies. That's how I feel about comics. That's how, about, that's how I feel about anything I put my own mind into. That's that's the whole thing. You know, like why porn. are we even even porn? If you know, you know, if Lisa Ann or uh, Lena Paul, where's her have motivation? Good... Why does she want to suck that cock? Exactly. If she doesn't have a good reason, I mean, I mean, if I'm in front of her, she she's got a she's got a pretty good reason. But I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm not fortunate enough to be there. So then I have to really think why, why would she do that without me around? And it's sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. And by sometimes, I mean, it's, it's usually always hard if I'm looking at porn. Um, wow. We went way off topic. Hey, oh, so moving off that, how about Deadpool three coming up? I st- I'm starting to watch Deadpool two again with one of my roommates, and uh, we're on a second. Um, it's, I guess it's my third watch, his first watch, and I will tell you, <laughs> all the Deadpool, both Deadpool movies were fucking perfect. They're so funny. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, actually rewatched the first one just last week on, on Saturday. Um, yeah, just it's, it's so, so funny, so good. So it, many good lines. Less funny, Rosie O'Donnell. There's so many good lines. Yeah, less angry, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, oh, that's right. Less angry, less angry. Dude, it's probably one of my dad's top five favorite movies of all time. He said something in the second movie that I was going to bring up in the cast, and I cannot remember what was said. But I was watching it with him like two or three days ago, and I could not tell you at all. I could not tell you what was said, but it was very funny. It was very funny. It was just one of the random quotes, and it just it had me rolling. Oh, man. But there's a lot of good stuff uh, that has come out in 2023. We've got uh, the Jin well, right, V. Hold on. Let's back up. You said Deadpool okay. 3. That didn't come out this year. No, I, I, okay, you're right. I'm, I'm mixing timelines. So <laughs> Deadpool 3 is coming out. I just was... I was alluding to previous Deadpool movies in the past. Right. And the fact that it got confirmed this year and mostly yes. filmed this year. And yeah. got delayed because of the writer's strike. Correct. Correct. And Ryan Reynolds is in a major legal battle with Disney about certain rights and certain things that he wanted to make into the movie that haven't made it into the movie that he wants to be as like, special credit scenes, um, just different Easter eggs and things like that. And I really love that he is so passionate about his role as Deadpool and as just his love for the movie itself that he doesn't want to pander to them. And like, he wants to actually give the fans what they want. And he's like willing to do all kinds of stuff. He's like telling like the public, he's like, 
I'm not going to go to the uh, the the ribbon cutting stuff. There's all kinds of stuff he's cutting out so that he can support the movie and not be part of like the money making machine, which makes me go, wow, because I always thought Ryan Reynolds was all about the money. So it's kind of nice to see him stand up for something like a project that we're into, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely agree. I, I, yeah, and he he has the most off the wall Instagram. Like he he does the funniest little bits. Like, do you follow him at all? Oh yeah, did you see the uh, the Just Friends uh, sequel that they did, quote unquote, for Aviation Gin? No, I I didn't see that. So if, if you Google Aviation Gin Just Friends sequel or Just Friends two which I don't even know how it showed up on my like stuff, but it did. And he's got Amy Smart in this little thing, and she's like coming in the door, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're here. Oh my gosh, we're, we're so happy. And she starts talking about Aviation Gin, and then she stops, and she's like, is this a commercial for your vodka? And he's like, whoa, it's gin. Or says something like that. But, like, it's supposedly a take on, like... Because they were in a movie together called Just Friends, which is hilarious. And they yes. were supposedly... The, the joke was they were in the middle of filming their second one. And she was upset that it was just a promotion for his personal stuff. It landed very well for me, but I'm sure people that watched that that had not seen it were like, what is this? But it's very funny. It's very funny. All right. What else uh, from 2023 really caught your eye? Um, trying to think some other movies that took place in 2023. Um, trying to think horror, something outside of sci-fi. Oh, man. You know, uh, while you're thinking, uh, one comes to mind. Um, I've been yeah. really impressed with uh, Legacy or with Monarch Legacies of Monster on Apple. I haven't even started it. Is it good? I, I like it. Like it, it does a good job of involving, you know, Godzilla and the Titans and all that mythology into a human focused story. Um, and, and it really shows Kurt Russell and his son as the same character back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. They, That's they do a wild. Of, that is wild. Yeah. yeah I find that, that concept very cool. Yeah. Just from the, the whole, uh, I don't know, uh, what, what, how would you categorize that? Uh, just the, uh, just the, the back of the, the, the father son dynamic. Or, yeah. Or, yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, however you categorize it. Yeah. It's just a pretty cool notion, right? That like the, the studio hired the, an actor and his son to play the same role in different timelines. Like it, it's just, it, it Pretty interesting idea, uh, pretty cool, you know, nod to Kurt Russell. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, the, the story's done pretty well. The um, All the CGI is really good for, you know, a, a TV show, right? Like, you'd figure, like, <laughs> remember uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And then, like, if you compare yeah. that to, like, Ages of, or Age of Ultron, you're Ultron, like, yeah. you're like, yeah. I've never to, even, dude, I've never even seen agents of shield which makes me feel terrible i liked it for i i watched probably almost mo all but maybe the last two seasons or last season and a half i liked it but you did have to like put a, you know a notion aside and be like okay 
it's obviously cheaper made the the yeah, cgi isn't gonna be great blah 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 acting isn't as good but you know it, it was a nice reprieve right like you don't yeah. get too invested into it but it, it was fun but yeah uh i mean monarch it's you know the cgi is great like godzilla that they've had him in a couple episodes him whatever it um it, yeah they did a great job with it uh they've got other titans in there they do a great job with it like it did it you watch better than anything that dc unfortunately has done in the last eight years which does not surprise me in the least bit. But did you watch Godzilla minus one? Because that's something that's making the, the like rounds. Everyone's like, watch this, watch this. The Godzilla minus one movie apparently is amazing, and it's a Japanese iteration of the Godzilla stuff, obviously. Uh, but it's them basically taking it back, so to speak. And it's a very similar looking monster, from what I've been told. Uh, to what we have with the uh, you know the legacy monsters and things like that, um, so it's a very similarly structured and created monster, but it's much more vicious and it's more it's it's definitely supposed to be depicted as like a bad Godzilla. Did you watch that? Because it's it's an, I haven't seen it yet either. It's a new thing that's sweeping uh, Japan and all that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, I. No, I, I haven't seen it. It did, it did look pretty good, but um, no, I, I just, I haven't. Then again, I don't I'm watch probably, it. I'm gonna, I'll subtitle it later and watch it eventually. <laughs> it does look pretty good, though. I mean, it's like, eh, you know, I think they all, I, I love any God, I just love that Godzilla's back in the spotlight. It's cool. Yeah, I, I had a coworker the other uh, day. She, she's like, I need a recommendation for a movie to watch. And she's like, I'm like, well, what have you watched recently? recently she's like well i watched godzilla two nights ago i watched planet of the apes last night i was like oh perfect meet in the middle watch king kong skull island yes Bam. so good and i i thought skull island was really good so that's fantastic I, and, and it has one of the funniest death scenes of all time with when the guy's like holding the grenades thinking he's yes. gonna oh you know, my god the martyr and the thing just whips his tail around and just smashes him into the mountain forever There's funny so you will not convince me that 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 is not fucking hilarious no matter how like sentimental you you feel with the character it's true it's very true yeah it's just like it's such a mind fuck where they're like oh yeah the, all right this guy's you know he's actually cool he's a hero <laughs> and then just boom, boom. oh thrown right across the thing yeah oh, i do remember that funny oh my god so Speaking about 2024, we have a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline that I could not wait to talk about. So we have, uh, we first of all, we've got Ghostbusters uh, Frozen Empire, which I can't wait to see. I don't know if you are following any of the Ghostbusters stuff, but this is going to be a return to the original series, the same as ghostbusters afterlife it's a sequel to ghostbusters afterlife but this time around all of the ghostbusters have a very solid presence rather than being there at the very end so it's going to be like the new ghostbusters which oh my god i can't believe i can even say that paul rudd is in it because it makes me so happy because he's such a perfect person to play just someone involved with the ghostbusters and then also like the original Ghostbusters. I'm so excited. I, I was a huge, huge 
Ghostbusting fan, obviously, back in the day. So, very excited. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. You They're should not watch all it. alive, though, right? They aren't, but that's why they did Afterlife, so that they could honor uh, Spangler. And the entire... So, so his presence is basically being honored by the entire family that is in the new Ghostbusters clan. So the new Ghostbusters are all of the Spangler family. So it's like the son, the, the grandson, the granddaughter, and the daughter of uh, whatever his name is, Spangler, with the glasses. Yeah, the Harold other, Ramis. Yeah. Yeah, yes, Harold Ramis. But the other three are in it full-time, apparently, in this movie. Super excited. There's that coming out, and then another 2024 uh, movie I'm very excited about. Oh my gosh, it was Ghostbusters, was another one that I was super pumped about talking about. And I can't remember what it was. So I'll let you talk about something about 2024, and then I'm going to jump right back in and think about what I was literally just excited to talk about. So what do you have on your mind? Oh, I remembered, but I'm going to let you talk first. Nope, you go. Mm. Beetlejuice 2. Yes. Can't wait. It's apparently in the same location, the same town, same actors, actresses. So you got, uh, you know, your amazingly talented uh, Michael Keaton is uh, Beetlejuice. You also have... Um, the resurgence of Michael Keaton is one of the best things that's happened in the last five years, by the way. You are so correct. And you know what's funny? You say the last five years, and I have to ask because I don't know. Honestly, this is an honest question. When Michael Keaton was in the movie, well, he was in Spider-Man as the Vulture. Was that within the yeah. last five years? Yeah, and that's kind of what I dated it off of. I'm completely guessing it. It could be. And oh no, you no, I, I think you're right though, because I was going to say the other movie I was going to think of was when he was in um, the Birdman. <laughs> oh, Birdman! I forgot about that too. No, it wasn't Birdman. There's a movie that he's in that's very much like um, the Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> and he's like, he's the he's oh, the, he's the boss. Um, he's got yeah. He's, it's, uh, he's he's making TLC yeah. references the entire time. Yes. Uh, God damn it! I know what you're thinking. Um, yeah, the other the others or the other. Yeah, the I think the it's other just guys. The, other, the other guys. guys. That's what it is. Yeah, he was Where, he was the captain like, in that. Yes. Okay. So that must not have been too far away because I would consider that, that was part 2010. Of Jesus, really? Yeah, so uh, and Holy then uh, Spider-Man was 2017, so six years. And he was a bad guy on the reboot of RoboCop. He was in RoboCop 2014 as the bad guy. If you Google that, tell me if I'm right yeah. about that. That'll that'll just tell you, you how right. he was Raymond Sellers on that. Uh, Man. Man, my favorite uh, sitcom dad of all time. Red Foreman was the original bad guy in RoboCop. That is true. That is true. He was indeed. He got shot to shit, and then his face melted. It was awful. <laughs> but awful in such a glorious sense. So now that we've gone all about 2023 and 2024, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in 2024 I'm excited about. Deadpool 3, obviously. Uh, we're going to have Wolverine and Deadpool together. Uh, we've already talked about those other ones. There's a ton of good horror movies coming out but i can't think of them by name because most of the horror movies that are coming out are very small kind of like not popularized movies which makes me happy 
because they're not going to be those mainstream, you know, kind of like, eh, you go, you forget about it. These are going to be those really good, hard-hitting, atmospheric kind of movies. Very excited about that. Can't think of anything else in 2024, pop culture-wise. Um, but if there is anything else that we've missed, we'll totally talk about it in the future. Anything about anything that you can think of that I've missed or that we've missed? Um, I don't know. Just uh, get prepared for Wing Out 2024. Yeah, that's basically all I can say. So with that, we're going to go right into, uh, you know, the state of the UAP disclosure, which is a big topic that we've all talked about on this podcast many times. So as you know, the Schumer Act was denied by three Republicans again. The Amy Schumer Act. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, everyone should just, who's listening to this podcast, write a really angry email to Amy Schumer. Whoever's listening to this, just write a really hateful email to Amy Schumer saying, why won't you let UFOs be disclosed? Just do it. Just do it. Don't, Don't question it. Don't ask why. Just do it. I don't have anything against Amy Schumer, except that I, I just, I really hate her and I don't like her. And I think that all she does is garbage. So just do that. And it'll help our podcast so much. You'll, you'll do so much for us. Our ratings will go through the roof. You know, me and Ripley will be able to just quit our jobs. We'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll be great. Just, just go ahead and, you know, it's fine. Also, none of that is true as much as I wish it was. Uh, but the real sense of the stuff that's going on, the UAP disclosure is going a lot slower than we thought because that bill got blocked, but because the bill got blocked, that also leaves an opportunity for a very dangerous yet fun game that I like to call, uh, catastrophic disclosure. Have you ever heard of this Ripley? No, say that again. It's called catastrophic disclosure it's the main reason so much information that everybody's mind just melts yeah you would think but this is the so this is why david grush disclosed the stuff in the first place he wants to make sure that there is a process in place in the united states government that all his whole his whole point with you know just even bringing things to light is that there's an oversight in the government where too much money is being spent in certain areas and there's not enough reach to be able to determine what is being spent and where it's being spent. He came involved, he became involved when he had heard about some of these programs that he didn't think existed that did exist and it was beyond his you know, his, like his knowledge, which he had the highest clearance in government. So he should have been aware of. So his whole thing was like, look, all these things are going on. I don't know about any of them and that this is a problem. And so his whole thing was to try and create a way for some of these things that are going on that the public isn't aware of that he calls a legacy program. And a legacy program is like, think of your great grandfather talking about Roswell. If your great-grandfather worked on Roswell, he's like signed uh, a statement saying he's not able to talk about it ever because he'll be in breach and contract of his life and he'll die if he hears about this and his family will be whatever, yada, yada, yada. So 
he has to keep it on the hush-hush. However, this the whole thing with David Rush is that he's trying to make sure that some of this information is leaked to the public in a very safe and like meaningful way because there's there's like it, it, take it back you ever seen breaking bad so ripley have you ever seen breaking bad uh, some yes okay so he's seen some breaking bad so in breaking bad you see him checking out with like a ton of like you see him checking out with aluminum foil and all these other things and he's checking out and you know that he's going to make meth you don't really count the things he's making meth with. You just assume, oh, he's going to go make meth. There's really no way you can make meth with the things they show because they don't show everything that you can make meth with. Henceforth, what I'm trying to say is there's nothing wrong with showing the application of certain sciences that isn't going to like negatively impact the American public. So... He's trying to protect our right as like American scientists and thinkers and things like that to be able to actually move forward in a way to actually bring the certain sciences to light so that we can progress as a species, as like, you know, a world where people who are just so hell bent on keeping the money, we just want to make sure our militaries are, you know, expanded and that everything is going well according to our agendas. They don't want mankind to, you know, benefit from, you know, maybe there's, you know, healthcare things that can benefit from some of the technologies. And maybe there's, you know, aerospace technologies that we can like, we can go from here to there way faster. We don't know what the uh, the implications are because these bills keep being blocked. And so David Grush is trying to make sure a slow drip disclosure happens in a safe way that everyone benefits from. So... Anywho, all that stuff got blocked, so now catastrophic disclosure could happen, meaning some wild and crazy guy who has all the same information as David Grush could come out and just be like, well, this fucking didn't work, so guess what? Aliens are real. And then submit some weird video of some crazy real UFO, and then all the nations lose their shit, and they try to find it, and then there's like World War III. So that is what catastrophic disclosure looks like. And that's what everyone is trying to prevent, including David Grush. That was a very long description, but do you kind of see what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you were talking about hot dogs, right? Yes, hot dogs. Yum. Okay, yep, totally on board. Uh, other than that, what do we got going on with, uh, you know, coming down the pipeline? We've got all kinds of fun stuff. We've got conspiracy theory episodes. We've got an entire series of conspiracy theory episodes that actually Ripley came up with the idea and he's already come up with like the first three or four segments we're going to do. So kudos to him and uh, we will make it super fun. If you guys have suggestions about anything that you think would be great, send them in close encounter slurred kind at gmail.com. We would love to, uh, you know, go over those and see what we can do. You might even get mentioned on the podcast. You never know. Um, Anywho, anything I'm missing about the state of UAP disclosure and or things coming down the pipeline in 2024? Um, um, the only thing I've got in my notes, and I don't know how the hell this got here, but I'm pretty sure as you're doing, is Joba's gigantic penis. 
Yeah, it's big. It's so big. It just seemed like one of those things we should talk about. It's it's massive. Like not only like the length, but the girth. The girth is big. Did you guys ever see the original Star Trek episode? <laughs> the Doomsday <laughs> The Doomsday Machine? <laughs> You've ever seen the do the you should Google Star Trek Doomsday Machine. That's that's kind of what like what my dick looks like when it's soft. I can't even say this out loud. You, sh- you should look it up. It's uh, it's important information. Everyone should see it and know it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate because unfortunately it won't fit into like a mortal human. It has to be someone who's more on the uh, who can, who can like take that kind of thing. So right now. The only one who can take it up up the ass with with it that big is like Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. Sure, <laughs> Kamala can can handle it. See, she might she might she might be able to do a good job. Uh, but all that to say, the very last thing we'll say is we are going to be appearing on Hysteria Fifty One. One of our former production companies that we used to work under, Fourth Hand Media. We are so thankful for all the times they uh, gave us to shine. We can't wait to be back in the presence of them and hanging out with Brent Hand and all the rest of those guys. So super thankful that they're going to let us on the show. Can't wait. Um, and that's all we got. Well, Dimension Hoppers. As we lean back in our chairs, feed on the starboard console, witnessing what very few humans are able to witness, the splendor of the Blue Wafflian meteor works just outside the Blue Wafflian nebula exploding before our very eyes, we can't help but be reminded how small Ripley's penis is. I mean, uh, that in the vastness of the antimatter minute dimension, time is but a whimsical construct. Says the one who once lay with an Ascabarian. That was Star-Lord, bro. It wasn't me. At any rate, while Earth is busy counting down to a new year, we're here embracing the nuclear destruction of 16 football fields worth of galactic star chunks. It's like the meteor works themselves are celebrating our journey through geekdom, conspiracies, and pop culture. The juxtaposition of the Earth's new year with our endless exploration is a testament to the time-bending nature of our cosmic escapades. In this dimension, every moment is a celebration. Well said, my dickless Dalek companion. Uh, Also that said, do any of your eyes burn? Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but it feels like my eyes are literally melting out of my skull. I haven't been able to see for the last half hour, and I just don't want to be the first person to say something. Zero, were there any warning labels about humans watching this event? Um, I didn't see anything. There is one warning label, but I didn't think it would pertain to you two. Uh, what's it say? No trans? In such a confused universe, I just assumed this culture had a very strict gender rule, and you could only pick one. I know what Ripley identifies as. I've never been as sure about you, Joba. Oh, dial up yours, you walking piece of malware. Guys, shut up so I can concentrate. Zero, it says no Terrans, the E has worn away. Use your optical zoom. Oh, uh, that means... Yes, 
humans. Uh, guys, can we go stop at the antimatter minute aid for some eye drops? I think my eyes are bleeding. Until next time, fellow travelers, keep your eyes, if you still have them, on the stars and your ears tuned to the cosmic frequencies. Happy new, well, whatever it is in your corner of the cosmos. Stay slurred. Guys, you're bleeding all over the floor. Let's go. Don't wait. This episode is over. Honest. It was great. But now it's over. It's over. It's over. I am no longer sober. Joe Buffett here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our ridiculous content, then get to your nearest cosmic communication device and spread the word to your friends, family, coworkers, or nearby nerf herders. We're available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. If you have an idea for our show or would like to propose a theme, send in an email to CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com. That's CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com. Feel free to tweet us or shoot us a message at the slurred kind on either Meta, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't, be sure to follow us on the socials mentioned above, and don't forget to join Ripley, myself, and our droid Zero Frux, and all the other Dimension Hoppers over on our Facebook group, The Antimatter Minute. Now watch your step. It's time to board the Black Swirl so we can continue tumbling down this black hole of hilarity together. Remember, everyone, stay slurred. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Chewie, take the professor in the back and f*** him in the <gasps> Sometimes I just don't understand human behavior.